everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, Marriage the Messy, the Marvelous, the Miraculous. I'm DJ, your host, and with me is my more important co-host, my wife of over 26 years, Nicole. Hello. Hello. Okay, so when we left off on our first episode, we kind of talked about our testimonies and how we came into faith in Christ, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked a little about uh early part of our marriage, and God moved us away from our family, and we had to lean on each other, and he was faithful. Huh? On him. <laughs> on him. And each other and him. Mainly him. So we can learn to lean on each other. And then, you know, a few years later, uh, we were getting ready to the point of wanting to maybe start a family or start a family, but we wanted to be closer back to family. And when that um, milestone hit, so we packed up, left lower Alabama and head back to be near our folks at a job transfer transfer. And then, you know, within a couple of years, you know, we were blessed with finding out we were going to be parents for the first time. And at that, you know, you worked through the pregnancy we were both working. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, first child comes along our son and, Things changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had both discussed it in our two, three hours uh, conversation when we first started talking to each other. And it was like, I think my comment was, well, if I we ever have kids, you know, if I ever have kids, because we weren't that far along uh, in our relationship, but I was like, if I ever had kids, I wanted to stay home with them. And at the time, until they attended school. So that, and you were like, that's fine. That's what my mom did too. So, you know, for us, that was normal. My mother did the same thing. So for us, that was just the normal transition into that. That's kind of the way we're supposed to do it. Right. But, you know, you graduated college and you mm-hmm. know, we both had plenty of college degrees between us and you just didn't buy into the world's definition of success, I guess. Or well, it was, or was it a struggle? That took a while to get to, um, and and it wasn't one of those things because you're so busy when you have babies. You're up at all hours at night. You're just trying to keep them alive. So you know you've got to do everything for them. So very busy. You know, even though I was at home and and only doing the babies and a couple of meals and that kind of thing. But for the most part, it was just keeping them alive. And so that kept me pretty busy. Uh, Then eventually we got to the point where we were going to homeschool. And so that transitioned into that relatively early. I mean, actually, the first one when I was pregnant, the way I deal with stress is make lists. And the first thing I did was plan homeschooling, you know, for the first year. And we were five years minimum out from that. But that kind of settled me. And we ended up homeschooling and so that transitioned into that busyness Uh, and then about 10 years of staying home it just kind of accumulated it was a slow burn kind of thing in the sense of the at you know the kids were approximately it was it was 2010 so they were They're nine and in, seven. They were nine and seven. Yeah, they were very still, still in single digits. Yeah, they were they were s- somewhere in there, uh, nine nine ish seven ish. Um, 
And they were getting to the point where they could do a lot more independent, and so there was more time to think. And that's when the devil kind of started knocking on my heart, you know, oh, um, there's a problem here. You know, DJ gets to go out and he gets to dress up and he gets gets a paycheck. Now, didn't matter that you were a paramedic at the time and you saw all these adults at the worst point in their life. You were talking to other adults. And the paycheck was a major thing, being raised in a family business, getting a paycheck forever. um, That was a hard thing to... I wasn't contributing financially. And that's when the Lord really started working on my heart about... um, And and even though you thought, because years later I said it to you, and you're like, oh, that's just basic psychology stuff that they do. And I'm like, no, I didn't hear that that way. It was, feelings are real. They may just not be truth. And so that's when it broke down to, okay, what do you feel? Because sometimes... sometimes personalities exhibit certain emotional outbursts that are not necessarily the problem. So you might be angry, but when you break it down, it's like, I'm not really angry. I'm, you know, tired. Tired, frustrated. Yes, exactly. Um, And so I had to really evaluate what I was mad about. And for me, it was, uh, and then, well, let me go back to the, Figure out what you're feeling, why you're feeling that, and is it truth? And so I had to break it down and say, well, what it really came down to is I was not contributing financially with a paycheck. I did contribute because, I mean, the kids were cloth diapered. I breastfed. You know, all those things did add up and did contribute. Right. But it wasn't a paycheck. Right. And I had to really recognize that at the time I looked at my value, my validity in a paycheck. And I had to get to the point, that's not the validity that I need to search for and that I need to strive for. And so did that clear up everything and make everything perfect? No. Um, But it did make me very conscious of those kind of things. I mean, you you had value. They're just, it wasn't a currency type value. Yes. My validity didn't come from the paycheck. Right. Yeah. But you, you, know, you ran the home mm-hmm. and did an excellent job with it because, like you said, I got to deal with adults, but they weren't exactly having the best day of their lives when they got to see me because that, by that time I had transitioned careers into being a paramedic in emergency services. So that's not the most highest paying job, but it felt like a calling at the time. And um, I did spend seven years of it, of my life doing that sort of work. And then when I wasn't at the full-time jobs or as part-time jobs to do or picking up extra shifts or picking up, uh, you know, going in for training for this and that, and which I was like always being conscious of, okay, I got to get some extra hours in that helps out with the paycheck, helps out with pay and, and so forth. And, you know, I was thinking about that today because, you know, we, we get – you hear people taking you know, elaborate family trips and you know family vacations, and God provided, but it wasn't in the usual <laughs> we expected. Yeah, you know, being a member of the fire department, volunteer that, fire department. It was volunteer fire department <laughs> yeah. that eventually became a paid department, yeah. but at the time it was all volunteered and slowly was transitioning to part time, part time paid, and then eventually full time paid. 
But Which you never did that work. No. It was just your department did. You yeah. volunteered the whole 20 years you volunteered at the yeah. fire department. I, there was a couple times I was a paid part-timer for yeah. working day shift or something like that. But, you know, but we did manage to take trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, God always provided. And God always provided, you know, with the... Oh, go to the beach. I mean, you live you live along the Atlantic seaboard or whatever. You know, somehow you, for some reason, you get looked at funny if you say you've never been to the beach. And we went to the beach, but almost every year, you know, for several years there. Mm-hmm. But I had to go as a delegate. Yes. Yeah, you know, for to the fire rescue convention, which I was more than happy to do because and we were there for seven days, six there, days. There was a good six, seven day trip, yeah. so it was. You know, the kids got to enjoy the beach. We got to enjoy the beach, um, even though I would spend a lot of time either in meetings or going to classes because I love to go. I love to learn. And that, and that co- was what you were there for. And that was what I was there for. So I made my obligation. Sometimes I overdid my obligation. Chief would tell me, would you please spend time with your family? <laughs> <laughs> I said, but Chief, there's this class that I really wanted to see. Well, after that, when you go back and you spend time, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and that was hard because, you, know, you know, especially when they're really little, Remember that time yeah. I lost the youngest <laughs> on the beach? <laughs> and I'm like calling him crying. I'm like, you've got to come over here. I cannot find the youngest. She, they, they've gone off somewhere, <laughs> and I'm praying they're not in the ocean. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, se- the second one is a little bit more bolder and less cautious. <laughs> yeah, she had, she had, she knew where, she, well, they knew where they were going. And- yeah. So, and that was, you know, that was, if that was the worst of our experiences at the beach, then. And, and God resolved it in a matter of minutes. So yes, yes. As soon as I called you, here comes the lifeguard with the youngest, and I'm just like, what? Oh my goodness! It was it. There were times, you know, yeah. and I don't think anybody's, you know, at rearing children. There's no perfect way of doing it, and I don't think there. You just do the best you can. As one phrase that I heard a few, actually, last year, I think it was, and it was. You do. You make your decisions based on the information that you have, and then as more information comes in, you reevaluate your decision. But you know, if that decision's already been made, there's nothing else you can do about that. Right. And, and when we live with consequences of our decisions, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, there are always consequences to your decisions. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we call them in, in economics. I believe they're called like an opportunity cost. At times, mm-hmm. you're going to give up something now so you can have this later on or whatever. And, you know, we didn't have the fanciest of vehicles. We, you know, struggled with it buying and having to buy a new vehicle because we had the first vehicle, family vehicle we had was my vehicle from college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, it was the only passenger car we had. And yep. it eventually showed its age and wear and tear and left you stranded a couple times. So, mm-hmm. you know, God provided a way for us to get moving to the minivan zone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, a Kia Sedona. Yes, which we still have. <laughs> Barely. Barely. <laughs> it's paid for. <laughs> <laughs> it just runs spontaneously, sporadically. Sporadically, yeah. yeah. Sometimes spontaneously. <laughs> yeah, sporadically. So, you know, it's just one of those things God's always provided. It was just, you know, for us, I think, to keep us humble. If he'd given us everything we wanted, the way we wanted it, when we wanted it, I think we would have been very self-sufficient in the sense of, oh, I did this. Yes. You worked hard enough for it. I saved enough for it. I saved enough, you know, information, you know, per- cost cut, you know, whatever. And so I think the Lord always put us in a position to grow. 
it might not have been comfortable, and that's okay because I think the Lord's a lot more interested in in growing us than He is our comfort. This is true, and growing pains suck. Yeah, <laughs> but in the end, you're grateful for it. Mm-hmm. You know that that period of time was, and you got to do some. You took the kids with your dad on an yeah. 11-day excursion out to the Midwest, to Texas. and Yeah, because he was having health issues and couldn't do it on his own. And my schedule was free. You know? Your schedule was free. You homeschooled, so therefore kids can go and you made it. You We always turned every trip, even <laughs> whether I was with them or not, there was some kind of educational experience that was going to be had. Well, my daddy always did that. He always was looking for, okay, we may be going here, but... What's a museum we can go see? What's um, an experiment experience historically? You know, was, except for the car shows. The car shows were just car shows. <laughs> There's history there, but it's very. <laughs> it was the mechanics. That's all they. It was a cool very, car. It was cool cars. That's all he really cared about. But that was yeah, weekends here and there. Yeah, but there, you know, there's history of a one segment of history: <laughs> the automotive. History and even one slice the of hot that. Rod, the hot rod. The hot rod. And <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things I kind of was taught that way. Um, my mother was a school teacher. So, you know, that kind of melded into that also, you know. Uh, so, vacations were great and wonderful. We went on very few that were just 100% uh, fun. You know, we always had some sort of aspect of it. With us home and schooling, I could always count it as a day if we went to a museum of school. Yep. So that was a great opportunity to do that too. Factory tours, mm-hmm. museums. Yes. You know, national parks mm-hmm. and so forth. I think y'all went to NASA. We went to the Houston. Na- yeah. yeah. Houston uh, location of NASA. Yeah. So Space Center. Space Center, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we you know, throw a factory to- tour in there too, you know, Yes. Learn about modern industrial technologies and food processing and you know, things that make our world go around these days. Yes. So, but God always provided and no, we didn't, we weren't, definitely weren't lifestyles as rich and famous, but. Well, God was growing us. And yes. I don't, I don't think, I mean, one of the most richest man, men in the Bible was Solomon. Yeah. And in the end, his heart was not with God. Nah, you know, you read through Ecclesiastes and vanity, you know, how many times mm. the word vanity is used in the word in the book of Ecclesiastes. And it's like he, he saw that he had everything. He had everything of that time. He At had that every, time. He had everything. And people were taking care of his every want and need, you know, before he even thought he needed it or wanted it. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's, that's, again, that's our story and other people we know have, been blessed financially, and you know we we had to learn to be good stewards ourselves. Um, and we're not perfect all. And we're time. not perfect all the time. You know, we we get the impulse purchases at times, and uh, been doing better at it. And you know, we are able in a, in a position to give more. I'm grateful for that at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And because you know, we in time we find out we're pregnant, I do a job change because <laughs> <laughs> it felt like. I'm really liking the emergency services. I was working in aviation, but you know, started seeing the right. I was trying to get promotions, and I couldn't get. And I kept getting passed over or denied, you know, interviews or whatever. And I'm like, ah. and then you know, the fire service and the rescue squad was really 
I really had a passion for that. I really enjoyed it and had the opportunity to go to paramedic school that I didn't have to pay for except for the time and energy to put into it. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, take a $3 an hour pay cut mm-hmm. to go to one job. And then after I finished paramedic school, which our son was firstborn was born right after the I finished school and found out I had passed uh, National Registry. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, my paramedic and emergency service friends knows about that. Know about my National Registry. E- EMT testing is, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. And But God saw it through, and then you know, several months later, I ended up taking another job uh, for better benefits, better um, money, and it turned out to be the best thing for us at the time because Ended up spending seven years in EMS and enjoyed it. But, you know, good things come to an end, too, because I'm not the type of person that likes to sit still and stay in one place. I'm not. I like to. I like variety. And that job, too, was very what we call a young man's, a young person's job. Very young It's very physical. It's very physical, very physically demanding. Um, And emotionally demanding Emotionally demanding, yeah. And so... No, there's not a lot of 50 year olds, not that you were that old at that time, um, in, you know, on, on the truck. <laughs> I worked with some, but there was not a lot. It was yeah, mostly it, everybody was younger than you, or, you know, you know, it's a job for this person in their early 20s. But yeah. after a while, it takes, you know, you, you wake up one morning, you're just hurting for not, don't know why you're hurting. It's just part of the aging process. So yeah. uh, I knew, saw the, proverbial writing on the wall in terms of I need to start looking at what am I going to do next because this is not going to be good for me or my body or my mental uh, health and even physical health so and God saw fit to transition <laughs> and still ended up staying with the hospital I uh, got into safety oh yeah let's toss in I went back and get to, went back to school during this time to get a graduate degree why I don't know just felt like it <laughs> felt well, led to do it you said you wanted that you, you did say that v- relatively a couple of years before that, which upset me at the time, to be honest, because I was sitting here thinking, oh, it'd be so great to have like 50 uh, acre farm and, you know, you could have a place for you and, you know, our children could ride dirt bikes and you could drive a tractor and all that. And you're like, I want my master's degree. And it ticked me off for years. But, you know, it worked out in the long run. You know, God used, has used that degree a couple of times at this point to get you where you needed to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a glamorous master's degree. It is an MBA master's in business administration. Yeah. I know tens and hundreds of thousands of people had, have that degree, but at the time it was, I was being pressed from one side, Hey, go to nursing school or whatever. Then I had to do some soul searching and I'm like, nursing is just as can be just as physically and emotionally demanding uh, I was getting to, I was getting burned out on working the EMS and I was like, you know, some of these people I bring in, I really don't like dealing with the 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour. I have to deal with them. I can't imagine a 12 hour shift with these same people. And so that was kind of like, okay, what, what can I do? I think do? you were burning out at that point. And, uh, I think, I think that can happen in every job. I mean, we've even known ministers at this point who've had to take time away from the yep. ministry. Um, and I think that's very wise because the Lord says to rest and rest in him. And then he'll lead you. Sometimes it goes back to, you know, you go back to where you right. were before, but sometimes you, you completely change. And, you know, you had the opportunity to 
slot into another yes. career field. Yes. And it was just another step in where I'm at today. And it was, it's not like my parents that, you know, you get to with one company and try to stick with it for years on end until you retired. Doesn't really work that way too often nowadays. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I don't, re- it I'm glad, I'm, gl- I, yeah, I got, I'm glad I had the experiences that I had. Yes, there are, there are regrets, but I think everybody has them, but I'm not going to dwell on them. I'm, you know, that's the past. Learn from it. I need to move forward. Well, that's what God had to use to get you where you are. Yes. And he's going to use some more uncomfortable things and to get you to the next level. Yeah. So, and just like you had to go through, you know, not having a currency value, but having, you had value and, you know, she can manage our household. What? Wonderfully. I can't sing her praises high enough, but, uh, both of us had to do growing. I mean, I guess when you, you become a parent, there's you're going to have to grow some way, shape, or form. You're you're going I to heard, have to. <laughs> I heard one gentleman say said uh, to become a matured adult. To become mature, he said uh, it means to put another person ahead of yourself. And the fastest way to do that is to have kids, because yeah. these kids, you know, you know, as a baby, you have no option but to put this baby in before yourself because. They die, you know, yeah, if they, you don't if you don't do that. And so that's the option. They're totally you know. dependent on you. Yes. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons, I mean, to be honest, you know, I, I wasn't one of those, you know, third graders playing mommy. You know, uh, I had other ambitions when I was young and completely different thing. But I can look back at myself in my 20s and I said, yeah, it's one of those things. I would have been a very immature, self-centered person. Yeah. To the, you know, if I had never gotten married, never had kids. Um, I needed that and God knew that. And so that's why he put us together and that's yeah. why we had kids. Cause I'd even told you during that two, I mean, we discussed a lot in that two to three hour conversation. Uh, yeah. Our first conversation on the phone for those of you missed, missed yeah. our first podcast. Yeah. yeah. It, our it, first conversation will cover a whole gamut of. <laughs> yeah. And it was even to the point I told you, I said, if I'm not able to have kids, I'm not doing anything about it. I'd had family members with fertility issues, and they did everything. For, I, just, I think my my sentence was something to the effect of, I'm not taking my my temperature, I'm not keeping a calendar, and I'm not standing on my head. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do now, but back then, you know, those were the big things. And um, it's one of those situations. I told him, I said, you know, if I'm not able to have kids, I'm not doing anything. And your response, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, within reason, I'll do everything I can if it's if it's the fault with me. Yeah, but uh, now God bless us with two children, and you know they're grown now, and they're transitioning their next chapter in their lives as we are transitioning to a, a new chapter. Uh, you know, the, what they call the empty nesters, but we still have the nest. We left the kids. <laughs> we didn't leave. <laughs> we us. left the nest. <laughs> Yes. For for a short period of time. Yes. Know, my permit job has me in another location temporarily for for what I do because podcasting is not paying the bills and don't expect it to. We're just sharing our stories. So that's all we have for now. And we'll join us next time when we'll talk about how did this podcast come into being because now we this will be an interesting story because it just is an interesting story and how God worked and work through a lot of things to get us to this point. So we do enjoy you joining us and listening to us. 
and uh, join us next time for our next episode. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, please uh, email us at marriage, the number three, the letter M at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Take care and God bless.